celebrating are in the mood to celebrate because we are celebrating indeed we are at the family conference which is also the anniversary of this awesome vision so every one of us should be in the mood to celebrate hallelujah that's why i said we start with the celebration of grace it's still in my spirit right now that the grace of God, we should be celebrating His grace, or oh, that He has brought us this far, for there is nothing else except His grace that God has allowed Agape for all nations, ministries international, to be celebrating, to be attending 14 years this particular weekend. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we should go forth with the spirit of excitement and celebration, knowing that the God of Agape who has seen us through thick and thin will see us through again because this is his church, the vision that he gave me to me in June of 2007, leading to the church that started the same year in 2007, August. That this is not the church of men, it is his church. He is the one who commissioned me to lead this church, to guide this church. He's the one who gave me the instruction. He's the one who gave me the, the word. He's the one who gives me consistently to prophesy to the church of God. He's the one who called me to the messenger for the vision. That is the way it works. That is the way it works. And every day I fear God when I look at that and I see His grace, nothing but the grace of God. That's why even the servant of God, Paul, would celebrate. No, no one celebrated grace more than Paul, the, the man of God, the apostle Paul, because he knew for sure how the grace of God was upon his life, yet he knew he had faults. Scripture talks about him, about his method in his flesh. He says, we don't know what it was. No one has told anyone. No one knows what that issue is. But God knew that which was the issue that was with the man of God. But in spite of that, God needed him to leave the church of God. So himself, for the man of God, was very much aware of whatever the thought in his place was. He was aware that people still accepted him in spite of his weakness or his point. That even the Almighty God chose through Yeshua Hamashiach to meet with him and interrupt his mission when he was on that trip to Damascus. And from then he gave him a call. No thing that he was such a murderer. He can imagine how many people were still burying their dead when when he called, when when God called for. Can you imagine? Because he was, when he was on a killing mission. He was, he was a merciless killer, a mass murderer. He, we don't know how many people were still burying their dead. We don't know how many people, bodies were still in the mortuary when God, when Yeshua Mashiach appeared to, uh, to, to him when he was on the way to Damascus. He was going to kill a lot more. That is the killing that we know, but we don't know what the turn was. That's another story. But still, in spite of that, God pitied him. How could he not celebrate the grace? 
How could you not celebrate? How could you not talk about grace? That's why he's the friend of God who talks. And God himself, he says, how can I do this? How can I do this? I can't go on like this. And God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Oh my God. My grace is sufficient for you. That is the love of God. That is the unconditional love of God. That is the agape right there being practiced by the Almighty God upon his servant, Paul. The agape, the unconditional. And so Paul was a, a, a personal beneficiary of the agape. He was a personal beneficiary of the agape. And he understood the grace. That if it was not for the grace of God, he would not be who he, the man of God that he became. He understood the grace, and I'm saying to you, because God called me to walk the footsteps of Paul, and I'm understanding the grace also, that in the same way, I can tell him of honor. That's why I've said so many times. How could God pick someone like me to read these people? It is because of the same grace he extended to Paul, he then extended it to me. And to many other servants of God that he called and gave visions to. It is nothing but the grace. And let no one boast of anything, of any other credential. Let no one boast of any other credential. The only credential that we have as servants of God is the grace. And it is his grace that he even gives me even sufficient grace to be able to share even the word of God with you on this beautiful day. It is his grace. So we always, every day for now, remember to celebrate the grace of God. Remember to celebrate, celebrate his grace in your own personal life. In your own personal life. In the life of others. And in the life of the church. It is by his grace, ladies and gentlemen, that we are talking of agape, alive, 14 years after. It is by his grace that even me, I'm standing here, I'm speaking to you. It is by his grace that I'm alive and I'm not physically dead. It is the grace of God. I see so much of His grace in my life every day. And I see so much of His grace even in the life of this servant Paul and many other people. When I look at Scripture, when I look at the characters in the Bible, the characters from Genesis to Revelation, no one, none of the servants of God, of God was without fault. Maybe, humanly speaking, the only, the only person who could be saying who maybe had little faults was Joseph. Any other character you can think of, and just imagine how many names are in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. How many names of the people of God? Funny enough, Joshua, Joseph was never raised to become a servant of God because he never became a servant of God, but he is the one person who you could say he was nearly perfect, but he wasn't. Because he was a proud young man, he was boasting about his dreams and things like that. He had his own issues, he had his own weakness as a human being, because no human being is without weakness. But how can you not look at your life, no matter who you are, no matter what title you have in whatever church? How can you not celebrate the grace? So, ladies and gentlemen, as I welcome you, as I greet you in this vision, and I thank God for all of you who are here, to, who are here today physically in this in this auditorium in England, and those who are here, who are here spiritually, but who shall listen to the podcast. I thank God for you all. 
my beloved children. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, ah, I thank God for you and I say once again, this is the word of the Lord. That says the Lord. Wherever you are, you need to celebrate His grace in your life and in the life of the Church of God. Celebrate His grace every day. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God. I love you all so much and I thank God for His grace in my life and in the life of others. Let's pray once again. Marule heti kone shabana, rokole haruko tseo tine pia haruko neko liya nana. Shabere haruko pao kupeke vino korikulete, liya sedere boko shiko kupeke tino na haina. Serene si maka uluko reparu heti kunena, raube salari hafere katutukui, Yeshua amashia kimariko tepatia naka ana, ruwaki hako deki niteke na yuwa ka, adona yawe mbrete, mtukumeneka liya ka ista. Maria te sei Jerusalem, rapparmente na, ralemo con sa Maria te correpa, saremo con i corpi, il zucco me il corpo, non magari anna, a capo fa ogni sezione di ministro di vita di sma. Ritiamo un zucco me, da cacchio e nina, 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 that's the word that you press upon my lips. Nothing of my own. I don't say anything that comes from my head. Almighty Yahweh. Whenever I open my mouth in regard to your people, you glorify you clothe me with your presence and through your bakarana. You give me utterance. Whatever I say and whatever I write comes from me directly, Heavenly Father. Help me, O oh God, that is your little bakarana, your children. Here you will today. Let us remember to celebrate your grace. As we are thanking you, Almighty Father, for allowing us by your grace and only by your grace to be here 14 years and Thank you, O God. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor for allowing us to be here, Almighty Father. Let your name indeed be glorified. For Agatha indeed, Ebenezer, this far you have brought us. Through thick and thin, this far you have brought us. Father, I trust you that you shall take us further according to your will. Some trust in horses and some trust in chariots. They trust in their capacities to do things, but we trust in you, the only true God. Even as the word says, trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways are glorious and he will direct my path. This was made by Mario Masbos. That's what you think in us when we trust in you, the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Father, for you continue hacking as you move on with your church, marching forward from glory to glory, marching forward, the mighty Father, from hearing, from a period of a year, 13 years of hearing. Now we are moving forward to practical application. 13 years of hearing, mighty Father, with no application. Marie, the many have the word, the word, the awesome word that has been released in the vision. Many it was heard, but it was not put into practice. The time has now come for us as your people. Hashtag the real agape. The reality of the agape to now come out of us moving forward. Practical application. Jijoma, Jirisnoro, tough, hard, difficult. Hard. Whatever the situation, 
Whatever, my Lord, you have done us to thank. It is well. That's how you gave us that song, Almighty Father. We never did the ocean river with that photo. The photo we can't do. We never spoke the ocean river with that dish. But I hope that no matter what happens, no matter what, how, 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 how hard the situation may be, that's what the, that's the, that's the, that's the prophetic message given in that song. We never did the ocean river with that photo. We never put the ocean dish with that photo. You were telling us through that song prophetically that things can change dramatically in a way, but nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Nothing. We should remain steadfast in worshiping you, the Almighty God, as we carry on with the vision. Father, thank you once again. I give you all the praise. I could stand here the whole day and just appreciate, appreciate you and worship you, Father God, for the sufficiency of your grace in my personal life and in the lives of your people all over the world. God of God, the God of Israel, take over now once again as we have an occasion to share your word in the mighty name of our Lord, the only one, the one and only Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Agape is the church of God, full of the love of God. Agape is the church of God. Full of the love of God, we are sitting for heaven. Our God is the church of God. Full of the love of God, we are sitting for with the love of God. With the love of God, sitting over with the love. Our God is the church of God. Full of the love of God, we are sitting for. We were singing that song, and we were prophetically saying, Europe will have taken over, Africa will have taken over with the love of God, America will have taken over with the love of God. But now, the, the taking over happened through the passing of the gospel, the teachings that are there from the moment God gave me the vision. Like I always say, there's one son of mine who I always quote, who said, and that was in 2012 or something like that, when he said this. He said to me, a man of God, daddy, that's the word everyone used to call, uh, to refer to me, you are not surprised by that, but that's what he says, the, the teachings you're given, and the way you receive the word, the way you teach, and, uh, and appreciate and share the gospel is so unique and it's so practical that I can remember, I can recollect almost every message you have taught. And then he went on to say that one thing that I always say, and that was in 2012 or something like that. And he said, so far, if I were to apply only one third of what you have taught, only just one third of what you have taught me so far since God gave me the vision in 2007, he said, I'll go to heaven. Just apply. Because you see, I have looked at your teachings, the way you speak, the way you write things, there's no way you can find it in fault with anything. And you know that this is worthy of God. And I've said so many times, you can find you can find fault with the visionary, you can find fault with the leaders in the vision, but you can never find fault with the vision. Never. Because the vision is is from God. He gave me the vision directly, pure. And it's going to continue like that. And he's going to speak to me because I'm the only divinely appointed messenger 
for Agape for all nations, ministers, the nation. And the own as God does according to his word, according to scriptural precedent, he has speaking to different messengers for each vision. And I happen by his grace, only by his grace, to be the messenger for this one. And you know, messengers, when you when you are a messenger, you, you know how, how messengers work in your place. People who deliver mail, for example. You know, they are appointed. Royal mail just appoints a, 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 someone to become a postman. I'm a postman. I'm a appointed postman. I just I'm just sent by God to deliver a message. I'm sent by God to deliver a letter to you. <laughs> so any wise person, no wise person will say, ah, first of all, I want to check who is which postman has delivered this message, this letter to me. <laughs> you are receiving a letter from from the royal from the royal family. It's called royal mail in the case of the United Kingdom, which means it, it represents the queen. <laughs> and if the royal mail person, the person that comes up, the postman comes up with a letter which is which is given you know, naturalization. Can anyone say, uh -uh, I'm going to tear down the naturalization letter because I don't like the messenger who got I don't like the postman. <laughs> no one, no one's person can do that. Just receive the message. Receive your message and be blessed. The messenger will always be the messenger. A true, efficient, effective messenger will release, deliver the word, the message that he or she received from the one who sent him or her without modification. That's what I do. Ever since I received the vision, I just release to the people what God has given to me. I'm his messenger. I'm a postman. I'm his postman from heaven. And he, I'm the only, the only person he called for this vision. So whenever God has a word for the church, I gather for all this generation now, guess what? He can only give that word to the one who he has appointed for the vision. And that happens to me, to me, by his grace. He gives me a word for the church. The word for the, if, you, if people want to know what God is saying to Agape, they have to ask me. If people want to know what the God of Agape has got for the vision, to do this year and next year. They have to ask me. Because he speaks to me about the vision. He speaks to me about the church this day. Because he appointed me to lead the vision. And it is only by his grace. That's why I'm celebrating the grace. So Agape celebrate 14 years. Hallelujah. Yeah. Celebrate 14 years with joy. With the expectation and the excitement of knowing that the God of Agape is with us, and his promise is that we shall be with us with us, so ever we go. The word of God will continue. I've already preached, I've already shared for those who are here. We continue with our message. Charity begins at home. I'll be as brief as I can be. I know people have to go home, so allow me to share for at least an hour. Because you can never finish preaching. I will continue. This message is going to be a continuation. I don't know how far and for how long. But we are going to move on with this one. Charity begins at home. So I'm not going to aim to try and finish. You know how sometimes we are tempted as preachers to say, I want to finish this. I want to finish this. I have since learned that we can never finish the word of God. I will repeat this all. <laughs> if we were to preach and finish, there would be no more preachers anymore. So we can never finish. We just have to stop somewhere and then we we'll continue. Hallelujah.
First Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 13. Can you read again? Charity begins at home. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my gifts to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abided faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. The greatest of them is charity. We have already prayed. The greatest of them <coughs> is charity. Like we have always said, it may be true to say that God has love, but it's not the full truth. The full truth is that God is charity. God is the love. And so until the church of God understands how central and critical agape or the love of God is, how central it is to his whole being, until the church, and when I'm saying, and when I'm talking about the church right now, I'm speaking as the prophet of God to the church, to the saints, to the nation. I'm not just talking about agape. I'm saying until the church at large, understands the agape and understands that that's what makes God who he is. Then we are busy playing religious games. 
all we are doing is religion. Because this is the core of who God is. There's nothing that God does unless it is circumscribed by love. He's agape love. That's why even the man of God, David, was, was, he done something wrong. There's so many things that he did. But at the one time, he was given three options. Those who know scripture, they know scripture, they read. He was given three options. One of them included in the hands of God, another one in the hands of men. He said, I, I would not want to be in the hands of man because people are people. I would rather be in your hands, oh God. Why? Because he knew that God would treat him always with the agape. People who destroy you, people who finish you. And learn a lesson from that. He said, I would rather be in your hands, oh God. And that's where I am, ladies and gentlemen. I'm only in his hands. Because in the hands of men, we will perish. Go and sing that song. Go and play that 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 video, that that music as you go home. I think it's CD number twelve. Watch from eleven to that that level of love number three. Agape. Agape. We need God the, the summary of all the things that God is saying to me is unless and until we have learned to put the agape in practice, we are playing religion. And when God said to me, Behold, I'm doing a new thing, I was saying, God, why, why do you say the vision of agape is a new thing? And then he refers me back to the commandment the Lord gave you how much your faith. There's a new commandment I give unto you. And what does the new commandment that you love one another? He said, How new is that? And the reason God, God said to me, the reason it remains new is that it is not in practice yet. As long as the church continues to play religion, and this thing, agape thing will remain new. And it is still new. People play religion. And they will stop. But it's now time. Whether it starts with one person or with the two people or with three people, it doesn't matter. God wants the people of Agape to now start putting Agape in practice. Charity begins at home. If, we, if I have the time, and I don't have the time, as I say, we would go through this by this. Maybe God will give me the grace one day to write a book on this chapter, very tough, very tough. For your own information, if that happens, the Lord has spoken to me this morning that if I were to write a book, and I think I might, by His grace, I'll just wait for it for the time He will lead me to. But I received the inclination to that, that I'll, at, some point, at some point He will instruct me, He will guide me to write a book about this chapter, on this chapter. And each verse of the 13 verses will be a chapter. So it will be a book with 13 chapters. Chapter 1 will be verse, verse 1, chapter 2 and so on, until verse 3, until verse 13. And you will see what God wants for the people. So I say that those of you, when you get the chance after the conference, you, you will realize that 1 Corinthians 13, is, you, you read it so many times, but you cannot understand it. Try and, and the Bible study, the Bible study for the next month or so, on, based on this stuff. 
Just read it and study it verse by verse, discuss verse by verse, analyze verse by verse, and you see, and check your adaptedness in the Bible. Check your record. Check yourself. To what extent are you adapted? To what extent can you apply what is in the in the scripture that you have just read? Remember from the teaching of before that the last the last part of chapter twelve. Remember, I told you before. How does chapter twelve? How many of you know what chapter twelve is about? Let's read chapter twelve. Uh, it's more only about the body of Christ, right? Yeah. And the gifts of the Spirit. It talks about them. <laughs> read that. Can you read the last four verses? The last three verses of chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve, from verse twenty-nine to thirty-one. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. And you remember, that is how God ended chapter 12. And if you read that chapter 12, you find it finishes by saying that that you have talked about the body of Christ. It talks about the structure of the church as we know it, as as it exists to this day, the the, the religious structure. And so God was saying, Unless you understand this, this is the religious structure, the body of Christ. But this body of Christ, this whole religious structure will not work until you understand it the more excellent way. Now, when chapter 12 finishes, it's the door shut. And it is saying, I'm now opening the door for the more excellent way. The more excellent way now opens in chapter 18. That's what God wants. Saying. For this structure that we have in chapter 12 to work, it can only work when it is operating in a double level. Without that, it's a religious structure. I hope you can hear that message. In the church of God can hear this message. Without chapter 13, chapter 12 is a religious structure. People play religion like the people were the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and, the, and all the scribes were giving a headache <coughs> to the servant of God, to, to the son of God. Yeshua Hamashiach, because they were operating according to that religious structure. But they didn't have chapter 18. They didn't have the more excellent way. Until we have that in your home, until we have that in the church, we are back to religion. And as you know, it's religion that killed Yeshua Hamashiach. It's religion that sent him to the cross. Those who have ears, let them hear what the word of the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Now I show you a more excellent way. And then he begins by now saying chapter 13, that even I may speak with the tongues. You, you, you celebrate when you begin talking with tongues. You're like, hey, hey, you're like, wow, that's amazing. But I may speak with tongues of men and tongues of angels, the Bible says. But unless they have got the more excellent way in them, they are nothing before God. Okay, let me ask you a question. You can think of, you don't have to answer, uh, but shall we? Just imagine. What comes in your mind when you hear the word Christian? When you someone points to you a person and you say that one is a Christian, what comes into the mind of people? 
I'll tell you, you will not be surprised that the moment you say that person is a Christian, most people have, I, <laughs> they think that Christianity is synonymous with, with righteousness and holiness. Automatically, they assume that <laughs> you are a person without fault. And yet, scripture does not say that. Clearly, the word of God says, if any one of us thinks they are, they are without sin, they, the Bible says, you make God a liar. If anyone can think that they are better than the other person, the Bible clearly says that person makes God a liar. And who qualifies to call God a liar? But I will say, <laughs> now also consider what immediately comes to your mind when you think of not just a Christian. Secondly, what, do you, what comes to your mind when you think of a Muslim? They say, oh, that one is a Muslim. Don't give me the answer shouting in your heart. Just give the answer in your heart. Think about it. What comes to your mind straight away when someone says, that's a Muslim? What comes into your mind, your spirit, immediately, the moment someone points at a man or a woman walking around and they say, that one is a Jew? What comes to your mind? What comes to your mind when you're walking around and someone points to a guy or a lady walking in the town and says, that one is a Hindu? What comes to your mind? When someone says, that one is a Buddhist, what comes to your mind? You, you, there's no person, whether you like it or not, no matter who you are, something comes into your mind, as I'm saying about it. You have a characterization of this. In other words, the world is a stereotype characterization for this particular religious people. A Christian. That one is a Christian. I can tell you people think all kinds of things. That one is a Muslim. People think all kinds of things. What one is a Jew? What one is a Greek? Any religion you can think of. Go and put, do that exercise in your heart and you find what answer you get. <clears throat> While all these are religions, there are also different variations to these types of religions, by the way. Even look at the example of a Christian. Someone saying they is a Christian. You know, within this term of Christian, Christian means what? The people who believe in Christ. But it's so varied in the way they believe. Look at the Pentecostals. You can, you can break it down into Pentecostals, Evangelicals, Traditionalists, Catholics, Olympians. You can break it down in any way. <laughs> Protestants and all sorts of things. You can break it down. These are so-called Christians. You could further split even the Christian groups that I've talked about, Pentecostals, Evangelicals, traditional, Catholic, and so you can even group them into several. Even if you take the Pentecostal group itself, you'll be surprised how varied, how different they are in the way they believe God. The Pentecostals vary a lot in their approaches to Christianity and in their beliefs and their ways of worship. You all know what I'm saying. But they are all called Pentecostals. Now, think about that. Imagine what is going on in the mind of God. Before you consider action on any brother or sister, be very careful because the mind of God is very different from your mind. That's why scripture says his ways are not your ways. Because God's ways are not not higher than our ways. Our ways of seeing things, our ways of believing. You find the different Pentecostals, they've got different beliefs, different approaches to worship, but they call they call themselves Pentecostals. 
the same thing with the, with the evangelical. There are so many groups of evangelicals. But talk to them, they, they vary, they disagree on so many things. And each one of them believes they are better than the other. Who gave them the right to judge each other? You have the reformists and the protestants. Some will say that we are reformists, some others will say we are protesting. Protesting against what? This is what they call Christianity. And God is looking at this whole picture like a hodgepodge. This, what I just said, is true for all types of religion, by the way. For some reason, Christianity and Jewishness are the two religious religions that are mostly associated with the idea of holiness and righteousness. Yet, scripture, God says it so many ways. I've mentioned the, the verse, the, you find it in the, in the Bible. I don't want to be not you with verse by verse. Where God said, if anyone thinks that they are not without sin, they call for their life. And the scripture also says, for all have sinned and fallen of the blood of God. It's like the, the word of God is full of us. Who dares think that they are better than the other person? The moment you say you are a Christian, people immediately or automatically associate you or your behavior with the idea of or notion of holiness or righteousness. Yet none of these hold true scripturally. Yes, these are ideals we must all aspire for. There's no question about that. To my knowledge and understanding, no human being is holy or righteous. No human being is without fault or blemish. Even the latest pope who addressed, who is addressed as his holiness for your information. Thankfully, the latest pope has categorically stated that he is, as the Bible says, a sinner saved by grace. And that was a dramatic move from the way the way they believe. I was I listened to this interview, I was so amazed. You know the first time I'm saying I was so amazed and the whole world the, the, those who were who watched him when he was ordained uh, that time. They were fed the newspapers talked about that aspect so much. That was the first pope to say that. To admit that there's no one who can be described with God. Because they describe him, they address him as his holiness. He's the only servant of God by the world. The whole world acknowledges as his holiness. There are other people within the other religions, Muslim religion and other religions, they are also describing them in that different way. The Dalai Lama is described also as his holiness. But those who interview him, they will, he says, I'm not a holy man. What these servants of God are saying in the book? It is an admission, and I thank God for that. But they are saying, I'm here by, only by the grace. He actually mentioned the grace. If you said that again, I was very amazed because I think the first poverty ever mentioned these things is the first poverty ever talk of the grace of God in his life. Pope Francis, God bless him. We are saying the time has now come for us to apply their blood. If the Pope, who is described his holiness, was quick to say, I cannot be described as that. I, for one, ever since I got the call to share the gospel, God never told me that he called, he was calling me because I was the only one. He never said that is the reason I'm calling you. In fact, I told you before, and you know it, it's in the books, I protested his call upon my life. Because I thought, I was also with the feeling that he, God needs to call the holy ones into the office. But when I then look at scripture, Bible, the character, none from Genesis to Revelation, all God, God 
If the men of God and the women of God will be full of hope, and they stick to that, that religion. If you don't understand it, go and ask him why. But I think I know why. Paul has given us the answer. It's all circumscribed in his grace. And in this one thing that the church needs, the agape. The love of God. That is the way God teaches us. That is the way God treats his servant. That is the way God treats his church. That is the way God treats every individual. Everything that God does for you and for me and for anyone in the world, I can tell you this, there is nothing that God does or says that is not circumscribed by his love. Everything that he does for you and for anyone is in his agape. And he wants us as a student to practice the same. And I know it's not easy. It's difficult. That's why it remains new. So he says, I give you a new vision. Agape is a new vision for a new generation. You try. People struggle to love unconditionally because it is still new. To love someone who hates you before. To love someone who stepped on your toe yesterday. Church religious religion is difficult to understand this. It's not easy. So it will remain new. How Torambas Yuri is a rest of been given agape. God says, I want you to carry this vision forward. I want you to carry this through. So that it, it, will, it, will, it will hopefully no longer be new. It will now be the thing that is to be practiced. The reality of life. Let agape flourish. Hallelujah. God wants this chapter 13 to be inscribed in our hearts. He calls the servants of God, prophets and kings, to lead his vision, to lead his church, to lead his people. Who had many faults. Miriam thought he could fix the fault of the servant of God. He had taken a second wife or a dead wife, whatever it was. The man of God had done that. But Miriam thought she could fix that herself. And you know the story. You know what happened? God said, why, why were you not afraid? He will point the finger at you. Because you are not, you are not the one who appointed him. You don't have the quality. You don't have qualification to, 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 to judge him. To this day, the, 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 the Islam, you can go and check it yourself. The venerated prophet, Muhammad, venerated in, in, in the Islam religion, Check out yourself. I don't want to tell you how many wives you have. This is the servant of God who was called by God. But you can judge him the way one, but he's regarded as the, one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing religion in the world. Why is it fastest? Because Christians are busy fighting each other. Christians are busy destroying each other. Muslims are busy building each other. Christians are busy destroying each other. How can we grow? Christians are failing to apply First Corinthians, which they did at funerals and occasions all the time. I thank God that when He called me, He says, I put my love into you that you may put it in, you may share with us. And you know from experience that is the one thing that. No matter what you can think and say, but at least you can confirm 
that everyone who came to Agapo was confirming that the one thing that touched them in the vision was the, the love that they received from me. And it was genuine love to everyone. No matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, no matter how educated or educated, God put his love in you. The love of God, the kind of love that he has for everyone of us. And he wants us to share that. We may make the process, we make mistakes, we can keep making mistakes, we can't our feet and move on. But the love must continue. Because it is the one thing that the church is at. The enemy is attacking now. He wants don't, don't, don't touch each other, don't love each other. We no longer love. The one with the world, the world, the thing, expression of it, the relationship of it must, be, must die. Because the enemy doesn't want to see it. They are gapping. That agape, that the prodigal father, the father of the so-called prodigal son, he had two prodigal sons, by the way. <laughs> but look at his story, the character, the way he demonstrated the agape. It always comes into my mind. But when he saw his son running from a distance, he coming from a distance, he ran towards him and gave him the biggest hug ever. That was the agape in action. The religious church represented by the son who stayed in the house made a complaint. They would have even protested against the father. He's a bad guy. Why would he do that? But all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, the God of Agape continued to speak to me. The time has now come for us to begin to apply the Agape in its practical practicalization form. Just in the same way God put his love in me, you will agree that. Ever since we got the vision, everyone would feel very special in my presence. That is not an ordinary thing. It con con only confirms that, that God, like I said, I poured my love into you that you can point to others. Everyone in the vision, they, they, everyone would feel like they are the only child of their person. And you know, this is not a secret. Do you think that any human being can do that? That is confirmation, practical confirmation before us that uh -uh, God put something in this man. It is He put His love in me. That everyone who is around me would feel as if nobody else is around. How can that be? And that's exactly, by the way, the same feeling that you would be when you are with God. You would think you are the only child of God. It makes you feel so good, baby. It makes you feel so good. Child of God, that you be like, Oh my God, I'm the only one. When you are in the arms of Yeshua Hamashiach, when you are in his arms, when you are in his love, you feel that you are the only person in the world who you have. Because his love is specific and it's special to you. Hallelujah, somebody. And I want you to feel that love he has for you. That that agape, that faithing, that chapter faithing, the God of Israel has got that for you. You, you, you who is listening to me right now. He keeps no record. This is the one he says. He keeps no record of your faults. But people will okay, you go and let me go let me go in best by guess, because I don't have that. You shall do that when you do the Bible stuff. Or and, and by God's grace, a time shall come when you shall see the chapters in the book. When each verse will be extrapolated through, through the leading of the Ruach Kodesh. That you, imagine you sitting on his lap, 
And he, he, he says he is broken out your transaction. That is good. He, he brought them out, but men will not be brought out. Yo, 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 yo. Hey. <laughs> Let us apply their love. Hallelujah, somebody. You need to feel that special love. That real agape that God gives you. Because of that agape, I'm celebrating his grace today, and you should be celebrating the grace of God with me. That's why I know the grace of God is not in my life. For your own information, it's not, it's, not, it's not a secret. I've never preached from the platform of holiness ever since. Never. Official launches, sometimes get together, take a seat. Even in the books, I made the reference, I even said to God, how could you pick me of all people? Remember when I was preaching the gospel, so many times I asked, I asked if there was anyone in the room or audience who was holy or without fault to stand up or come to the front. Remember that teaching going there? No, matter, I did that teaching all over the world. And I, I, I made that announcement all over the world. I never had one occasion where someone stood up. Only tell like it happened once in Nigeria. But only because the person had not understood what I said. <laughs> when what I said was then explained to him. And if he stood out with his wife, <laughs> then he was, oh, oh, so he went there in shape to sit down. <laughs> he had misunderstood the English. That was the only time when I said that and someone looked at that. <laughs> but all over the world, I said the same thing. You say, that right now, if you are the one who is without fault. No one ever did. Even that, those two to that in Nigeria. In Port Harcourt, when they were, when that was explained to them eventually, they were like, ah, 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 and they sat down. So why then do you respond in judgment when they hear of the faults of the other person? This is the question the God of Agape is asking you. If you could not stand up when I asked you to stand up if you are only one, if you are right that you are, you are God's fault, you will listen you with with who is the who is the leader, whether they are steward or attache or anybody, whatever, and you with whatever title you are giving yourself. Why do you stand up? Say I'm the one who is qualified. Because we are all subject of evil. The only difference between this person and that person is that other others have their faults exposed. And others uh, who are lucky have not had their force exposed. So people will continue to love them until the day they find out also about them. That's religion. God of Agape is saying it's now time. We don't just read first Corinthians. It's now time we start applying it. I taught on many groups and on many occasions. Even the idea of many people is in the books as well. I gave the example, very practical soon example. I said, if, 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 if it was possible that any time you make a mistake or do something wrong, you, you turn yellow. This room and the whole world, everywhere you go, you see everyone being in the color of yellow. It would be only different in terms of the, the degree of yellowness. But no one would be without yellow. I told you that and I told that and see the books. Touch your name and say, how yellow are you? So how, how come yellow people are always trying to, 
to describe how yellow the other person is. This is the thing that is baffling God. He is looking at the church, he is looking at it. Uh, this is now me speaking from the prophet, from the office of prophets. From the prophetic realm. Where the, when you are in the in the prophetic realm, you have contact with heaven. You have contact with the Almighty. And he gives you insights into his way of doing things. We only know in fact, that's why the Bible says, I've never understood anything. But he gives you a hint of his feelings and his views and things. That's the benefit of being a prophet of God. You don't know everything, but the little that he reveals you is awesome. But every other person is, being, is trying to blame the other person that they, they, they think they, this one is more yellow than me. I said to you last time that everyone has got their own degree of self-righteousness. Especially when they are blaming or talking about the faults of others. And usually it's because their own faults have not been exposed yet. I've told you so many times before that if I were as the father of the vision, to go into the world and, and publicize the things that I, I shared, that were shared with people in the sessions, including all the police, everyone who was my son and my daughter in the vision. I had to session with them. If I were to say, okay, now you, you are saying this, you are saying this, and I now going to, let's just talk about just the things we talked about in the last session. Just the thing. Never mind the other session. Do you want me to go and tell the world that? I will not, they know I will not, because I'm a servant of God. Whatever I know about people, I keep it myself. In the same way, whatever God knows about you, He has never put it in a newspaper. Hallelujah. Because He's the all-knowing one. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. But he, 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 he knows that there's no benefit to His kingdom for Him to publicize it. And to make it... To, to, to expose you to the world. It doesn't, that doesn't benefit his church and his kingdom. All he will do is he will wrap you up in his lamb, in his blood in arms, and he will cleanse you, he will wash you, he will, he will continue to love you. And uh, I'm sharing with another person the other day, and, uh, and I'm going to share one day. It's a message that I make the God grace God will allow me to share. It's simply called, Oh God, it's me again. It's me again. That no matter how many times you go before the Lord and mess up, He will still accept you in His Adapter. He still accepts you according to chapter 13 of First Corinthians. But yet, the moment a believer hears of some fault of another believer, they respond by walking away, avoiding that person, as if they themselves are without fault. People like to talk about the faults of others, but they don't like their other, their own faults talking about. Scripture says, do unto others as you like them to do unto you. That is one of the commandments of the Lord, like I said yesterday. That's why Yeshua Hamas said, do you not know, judge I've said for so many times. Because no human being, according to Scripture, no human being is qualified to judge another. And I've said that before, I'll say it again, many people especially Christians, who will miss paradise and heaven because of the spirit of self-righteousness and because of judging others. This is a very serious warning to the church and to anyone who thinks or believes that they are Christian. All that God wants is for his children to love one another as he has loved us. 
That is the instruction, the commandment he gave to us in that all-powerful verse again, the vision, one of the vision found in scripture is in John chapter 18, verse 24 to 25. Everyone who is in the vision of Abraham must know that scripture to heart by now. If there is any other scripture you should have to heart, this is one of them. You should be able to sing it and speak it no matter where you are. John 18, verse 24 to 25. What does it say? Does anyone know? A new commandment. He says, a new commandment again. I give you that you do. Uh-huh. Is I have loved you. And then he says, by this sound, all men know that you are my disciples. If you have loved one for another, that's why I'm saying charity begins at home. If you are God, you the people that go to this church, you the people that are sitting in that room, you the people that are hearing me today, no matter where you are, if you can love one another, never mind the other person who is outside, let us start here. Love must start here. Charity begins at home. If we cannot do that, how can we extend it outside? That's why Yeshua Hamashiach's instruction was that you love one another. He was describing, he was talking to the disciples. And you are the disciples. You are his children. You are the disciples of Yeshua Hamashiach. And he said, if you, this is my commandment that I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And you know, I've gone through so many things to explain that as I have loved you. But where, well, boy, did it fall on death yet? Because people who have got their own thoughts, well, they voted with their feet as if they are without, without fault. In their own way. It doesn't mean that if this one has got a fault of smoking, and you have a fault of drinking, if the one who has got a fault of smoking is exposed, you then talk so much about them. But because your drinking habit is secret, you are okay. People usually talk about the fault of others, especially if they don't have the same fault. People have different faults. But whatever fault you have is still a fault for God. But people like to talk about the others. Ah, in your details, we I don't do that. Yes, you don't do that, but you do this. You don't do this, but you do that. God knows. So don't judge. Love one another. Not for the sake of this. How can I preach? And the God of God say, until you, until us, we that are in the house, understand chapter 13. And here is the funny thing. It's also chapter 13. John 13, verse 34 to 35. Verse 14 and 13. Yeshua Hamashak's instruction and the commandment to the church of God, his church. He says, I will build my church. But Christians don't want to do that. They enjoy judging one another. In the end, the church is robbed of its chance to practice their gospel, as instructed in First Corinthians 13. There are many good people out there who did any, let me say this again. There are many good people who did bad or very bad things. But that does not make them bad people. I want to speak to you directly with listen to me that the if you have done something bad, having done something bad, or even having done some very bad things, does not make you a bad person. Hear me, house of Judah. People cannot distinguish between the two. Bad deeds and a bad person. How does a person suddenly become a bad person just because they did something bad? Even in the scripture for, from Genesis to Revelation, you see a lot of people, good people, good servants of God, who did bad things. 
But does that make does that make them bad? In your judgment, yes, but not in the judgment of God. People don't understand the mind of God. I heard some preacher talk about Moses and he saying, Oh, he sinned, yeah, yeah, what, what, what? So he missed heaven, he could not go to, 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 to the promised land, yeah, 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 because God punished, uh, God, God, God punished him. So he, uh, so he don't even know where his spirit is right now. Maybe he's not even in heaven. That was a preacher. Because God did not allow him to go to the promised land. I tripped in my spirit when that was being said. I was still a young Christian, I didn't know much, but something in my spirit was like, I, 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 it cannot be. And, and just, I thought about that and I'm like, in service of God, do you even know? Do you realize that when a transfiguration, who was with me, with the Yeshua, a transfiguration? You are, you are condemned, you are judging the man of God was like that, you preacher. And yet, it's transfiguration. So what was going on? People caught. People talk about Samson. That's another message for one day. But Samson's spirit is resting in paradise right now. Look at his end, how he ended. He ended in a miraculous way with a dramatic victory that God was with him. God never forsakes his servant. Check the story. I shall come back to it on that another day. That's why you should never judge. Hey, Samson, Samson, Samson. God is looking at you and saying, Samson is in, uh, in paradise right now. The only thing that is required of us, ladies and gentlemen, is to love one another. Hallelujah, Agape. We should learn to distinguish between bad deeds and the good person. A person doesn't just become bad just because they did something bad. Let the church understand this. Let us continue to love one another. Let us continue to love the good person. It's also in verse Corinthians chapter, in the in that Corinthians chapter says, when you look at the deeds, the deeds, then let no good that cause us to not love a person. Because if somebody does something wrong or bad, it doesn't make that person a bad person. And it's funny how people can forget all the good that a person did. All the good that he was or she was for many years. And then concentrate on the bad that they did. And that the Lord is telling me to tell you that please, if you have done something bad, it does not make you a bad person. Because the enemy will destroy you, will kill you, will tell you that you are a very bad person. No, you are not. Not in the eyes of God. Let the agape now begin at home in this church. Let the agape, this is the message basically that God wants. He's is saying for me to share as the messenger of God. This is the message of God. I remember one of my sons at some point called us to print t-shirts. Some of you didn't even see this. And in the picture of me, he says, this is the servant of God with the message, with the message of God in Scotland. I have to release the message. This is the message of God to the church agape. Anybody else who is preaching today on this particular day, this particular weekend of the conference, if, 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 unless they are preaching the same message, if they have a different message, you will know. Because it's only God who has called me with this message. And it's only me, by his grace, who has got the message for the church. Like I said before, and I said again, through the leading of the Spirit. If anyone wants to know what God is saying to Agatha, they have to ask the visionary. Because God speaks to the visionary for the vision. And those who hear me, those who are with me, those, it's those who are talking to me, if it's only one person talking to me, that person will always be here hearing what the God of Agatha is saying. I don't mean, I don't, it doesn't matter how many people I'm talking to, because I'm still the cold one. 
the way that I'm talking to two people or three people, it's still church as far as God is concerned. Where two or three are gathered in my name, then I am in the midst. Even if you all walk away and I remain with two or three, that is still a part of the church. I'll still read those two. I'll still read those three. And they'll be hearing the message of God day by day. And I'm sad. Do you know that when you say that charity begins at home, parents typically and the natural practice, they are happy anywhere at their home. If you are a parent, you know what I'm saying. You practice this, especially if you want children. A child breaks something. You buy your own expensive TV or you buy your own expensive phone, iPhone, for how many thousands? I don't know. A child plays with it and breaks it. You can get angry and do whatever, whatever. But I can assure you, if you are a parent, two, a few hours later you'll be happy with that child. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> you can shout at the child and say, yeah, 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 yeah. but within a few hours, the same parent will be loving. That is their gathering in the home, ladies and gentlemen. Charity begins at home. Charity. Charity is the deep word, which means the true love of God. It begins at home. We cannot talk about agape. Shut up if we cannot practice agape in the house. Because then, charity, where is it going to start? We cannot say that agape if we continue to destroy each other. We better be another church. But God gave me to leave this vision. That's why if, if, if God gives you, you see, God is God. He is building the church. So if he, he, and you know that there are so many other people, son of my son, my son, the daughters, who left the vision because, because God gave them another vision. So if you have, if anyone else wants to lead the church, the, a church, God will give them another vision. That's for sure. They can, there's no way anyone in their right senses can say, I'm, 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 I was called by God to lead their heart. When I'm here, that is madness. I'm sorry. You cannot do that. Even scripture does not support such behavior. Imagine when I was in the other church where I thank God I grew up and I was raised many years. When the time came for me to be there, God did not. Imagine if I had gone to the man of God and say, Ah, I'm the one who is supposed to lead this church now, not you. Because God appeared to me in a cloud. <laughs> That will not be sensible. So when if God, if you are supposed to lead a church, you cannot lead the church, another church where another leader is already appointed. There's something seriously wrong. If, if it is God indeed, he will give you why he will give you a cleanly another announced vision. He will come to you, he will approach you, he'll give you a vision. You cannot duplicate vision for your information. There's no way. That's not God. And God is saying to me, to lead to the church, to say to the church, the time has come for us to not just read First Corinthians and sing it. To not just read John chapter 18, 34, and 35. The time has come for us to practice it in this house, in the house of God called Agatha. This is our spiritual home. This charity must start with us. This charity must begin at our home. When children do a lot of things in the home, the parents don't expel them from the house today. And even when the father makes a mistake in the house, he doesn't leave the house. The children don't expel their father from the house because he has made a mistake. Charity is at home. 
None of the parents or the children both with their feet when something goes wrong in the house. It is not right. Remember, I told you about agape in your mouth. So, all of this is saying, the God of agape is saying, let the time come. Let the people here who are hearing me. Agape must now be practiced, ladies and gentlemen, in your home, in this household agape. Let's start it with at home. Then we start it in the satellite. In the church, love one another. Yeshua Hamashiach's commandment is to the church as he has loved us. Agape one another in the house, ladies and gentlemen. If you have wronged anyone or others in the house, there are house rules given by the same Yeshua Hamashiach. Like I referred to yesterday, I said, for each house, God gives to the father of the house the way code of conduct for the house. And another part of the code of conduct that God gave me for Agape is Matthew 18, verse 15, 17. It happens because the church is not full of angels. The church is full of people like you and me. They make mistakes, they do wrong each other. It's human, it's happened. People, you can leave Agape and go to another church. You still find that church is full of people as well. You get left there as well. There's no church with an angel. There's no church with being led by an angel. But the house rules. That God gave to me as a part. Say, if anyone is wrong with the other person, this can happen. But be guided by Matthew chapter 18, verse 17. How many times have I thought about that? In fact, I remember very well that was my my my, my teaching at the December get together in 2018. And I even asked people to put this verse on their on their phone. That was very prophetic. Very prophetic. That was a prophet's message to the church. So we are saying, why are you in the house? Acknowledge your faults is never. Then stop coordinating to hate others if you are hating others in the future. In the house. That's the agape. We are people here who can hate each other, but talk to each other. According to Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 to 17. So that the whole point of talking is so that you can win your brother, so that you can win your sister, not to destroy them. Let's apply the house rules as we do their that. And like I said before, if you have wronged someone, you, you can't just continue to say it's a garbage, it's a garbage, and you're going to damage others in the church. No, try and stop the behavior and move on and grow from that. But if you have wronged someone and that someone has said you wronged me here, Oh, and apologize, and apologize genuinely. There are mistakes that you make, your fault, your own faults. That are your own issue. God will deal with that. But there are some faults which, which you have stepped on someone's top. You have kicked someone in the teeth. It's different from you, you, you fought with someone in the park. But when you are in the house, let us love one another, ladies and gentlemen. Let us practice the agape. That's the message. Let us not continue to do or say things that hate others or damage others in the house. Charity begins at home. This true unconditional love in First Corinthians must begin in our house, in this vision of agape. The real agape. We are saying it's the real now because it must be the reality now must be. So, you know what? Guess what? I'll tell you this. When we call ourselves the real agape, you'll be tested in the name of that. 
I told you that in one of my last messages at the conference at the, at the, at the Miracle Rain Center, when I was talking about the, the examination, you cannot be examined if you have not studied math. You can't be studied, you can't be, you can't be examined for English. If you are studying mathematics, you will be, you'll be examined in mathematics. If you are studying history, you cannot get a, an exam in, in, in geography. Doesn't happen in the world. Neither does it happen in the spiritual. If we are agape, so guess what? God will test us with the agape. You can you practice? Can you read Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10? I'm particularly interested in verse 10 very quickly and we conclude. Because I cannot finish this, I shall continue. I want to stop here according to the I said I'm gonna share with you for about an hour. Because this is a message, a big message. It remains in you until we can you read this Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10? I've shared so many times about verse 9, but the God of Agatha is saying to me I should concentrate on verse 10 for now. But read both of them. Galatians chapter 6, uh, from verse 8 to 9. For uh -huh. Verse 9 to 10. Sorry, from verse 9 to 10. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good... Uh, hold, hold, hold on. Say, tell the world and the church that we are now reading verse 9. Then when you finish verse 9, say, I'm now reading verse 10. Verse 9. And yeah. let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Verse 10. Mm -hmm. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Especially mm -hmm. unto them who are of the household of faith. I want you to mark verse 10 because I've shared so many times about verse 9. I will, not, I will leave that. That's why I even, verse 9, that I preached the song that even one of my brothers came with a song. We talked about that faith, so I'm not going to talk about that. But it's connected now to verse 10. What does it say? Let us read it again, again, please. Verse That's 10, right. as we have therefore opportunity, as God has given you the opportunity through the vision, let us do good unto all men. Is good, do, continue to do good unto all men. That is clear. Continue to be good at work. Continue to be good wherever you are. Never mind if you have done some bad things before, like I said. Having done some bad things does not make you a bad person. Continue to do good to all men. Continue. What does it then say? Especially unto them. Especially. Let's all say is. Let's all say everyone say special. Everyone say special. Especially. Especially what? Finish. Especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Mark my point. Mark that point. Charity begins at home. Continue to do good, especially now within the vision, especially within our God. Those who are, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Why does it say especially? As you have had occasion, 
Et Dieu veut une opportunité. God gives you an opportunity now to do good wherever you are. But even good guys, there's a word like that. It to those who are in the house. Charity begins at home. Until you put the agape in practice in the house, we will never understand the agape. When you read again 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we will now read you with understanding. So, let us concentrate on this issue. This important thing. People concentrate on the less important things, yet the greatest is life. The world wants you to concentrate on the faults and the bad things that have happened. Yet, yet the person is a good person. So, you stop loving a good person because of the bad things that have happened. People concentrate on that. If the love stops because of what you've heard about the brother or sister, then it's not, not yet the agape love at all. Let's say that, for example, if the senior envoy or people may do some very bad things, I know you will do that. Do you think I will stop from loving him? I will continue to love him, whether you like it or not. But well, that's agape. Despite whatever you may hear. If you love the agape, if you love me as your father, if you don't love me for any other reason, then accept that I'm your father. Maybe up to now we haven't heard anything bad about God never lived, for example. So you love her very much, right? But the day you hear that she did something bad, either in the past or in the present, you, are you going to stop loving her now? Would that suddenly make a, a bad person in your house? No, no, no. You should continue to love her as before if you are truly practicing their agape. I love you so much, Nikki, and you've not done anything bad. God bless you, my daughter, but I want you to know that even if I hear tomorrow that you've done this, I want you to know that the love that I have for you will never change. Because you have to continue to practice their agape. And even if you hear or hear that she did something wrong, if she did you, or you start hating her and hurting her, H-U-R-T-I-N-G, you hate and you hurt. We hate her on behalf of others. I've said this before. You hate someone on behalf of someone else. If it is you that she did wrong to, then the vision instructs you to forgive that person and carry on as before. That's a little matter. I pray. If you need to talk to the person, then I pray Matthew 18 verse 15. There are house rules, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody play friends for a couple. What a vision you have. Charity begins at home, ladies and gentlemen. I may ask you a question to conclude. Why do you, don't tell me the answer, why do you go to church? Yourself. Give the answer to yourself. Why do you go to church? Is it because you are holy? Give the answer to yourself. Is it because you want to worship, or is it because you want to worship God for who He is? Because there are some people who stop going to church because someone said that. Say, say to them they are a bad person. You are a bad person, you did bad things, therefore you stop going to church. It means if you do that, and if someone is saying that to you, they don't know the reason for going to church. Anybody. The reason, the only reason why I should go to church is to worship God. Because no matter what wrong you've done or you've heard of another person, it does not change who God is. Hallelujah, somebody. So I go to church to worship God. Whether I have done something wrong or I've heard something bad about another person, that does not affect my approach to God. God remains God. He remains on the throne. And I go to church to worship Him. In fact, if you are a sinner, you have the, the greatest qualification for worshiping Him. 
But that's God for nothing, I'm not a guy for nothing, I'm not a guy for because I both, I, I, I need the grace, I need the blood of Yeshua, I'm a to cleanse me. So where can I find it? I have to go to the feet, I have to go and worship. If someone says I've done bad things, yes, I have to go through the blood. I continue to need the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. I think about you. Oh, because somebody said something about another person. Because that doesn't change the character of God. Hallelujah, somebody. Never ever have an excuse. Or don't let anyone give you a reason or an excuse. To stop worshiping God. Do you hear me? House of Judah. You don't go to church because you are feeling good about yourself. You don't go to church because everything around you is nice and lovely. That's not the reason. We go to church because He is God and He is worthy of our worship and our praise. Hallelujah. And when I go to church, you can't stop me from dancing before Him. You can't say, How can you dance here? You heard you did this or you heard about this. I'm dancing not for you, I'm dancing for God. I worship God because He is God. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, those who must come to God must come and believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And I worship Him because He is who He is and what He is to me. Hallelujah, somebody. So please, in their agape, don't let nobody and nothing stop you from worshiping God for whatever reason. Because God will remain God. No matter what your circumstances are, no matter what your situation is, let no circumstance, as I conclude, let no situation ever stop you from worshiping God because He remains God. Let nothing, no circumstance, no situation ever stop you from loving your brother or your sister. Let no story shared on Facebook or Twitter or whatever ever stop you from loving that person because your duty, your mission is to love that person. Only your family. This is the vision. And unless and until we start practicing, we remain a religious organization. And I'm not leading a religious organization. And as long as we're not practicing, God, for your information, it is not the devil. God will only bring situations that will only test you of their adaptiveness. We are in house of you. They will continue to happen until you learn to love your brother, your sister, your father, your mother, your uncle, your uncle, everyone the same way, no matter what you have known about it. Until the church gets to that point, things will never happen around you to people you, 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 you thought they were holy. Never ever think anyone is holy. Don't love me because you think I'm holy. Because I'm not. Don't love your brother because you think he's holy. Never ever make that conclusion. Who told you that? That's not the reason for loving anybody. That's not the reason for loving the senior anybody. That's not the reason for loving the attache or the sure or the board member ever. Because if you love them because you think they are holy, the day you hear that they've done something wrong, you stop loving them. Is that agape? Yet God loves you with your own faults. The only difference is that you have not been exposed yet. So agape, let us apply 1 Corinthians 11. It's one of the most beautiful of chapters in the scriptures. It's one of the most brilliant written. It's one of the most beautiful gentlemen, of the chapters in the Bible. Yet, it is one of the most misapplied or unapplied in scripture. Let us rise up, ladies and gentlemen. Rise up with me right now as we are celebrating the Adapter. We want to enjoy the vision. I want you to stand up and just begin to feel good about yourself. That no matter who you are, no matter where you are, God loves you. The attack will go. No, that's God, my God. God loves you in the attack. 
I want you to stand up and begin to build that love. I want you to begin to appreciate God. If you want to put your hands in your pocket and walk around and say, I'm a child of God and I'm loved of God and He accompanies me. I want you to feel that. I want you to enjoy that. No matter what someone is saying about you or what they think or whatever, but the fact remains that God in the front, God as He sits on the front, He is suffering a battle love for you. You, 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 yes, you, no matter what you think about yourself, no matter what people are saying about you, I want you to know this that God is for such an unhappy love for you. In fact, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only son to show how much death. That whosoever, <laughs> whosoever, that includes me, that includes you, whosoever the people who live should not perish, but they will never You are not going to perish, my brother. You are not going to perish, my sister. Hallelujah. Because the adapted love of God wraps you out. I want you to, are you hearing me? You are not going to perish, my brother. You are not going to perish, my sister. Because First Corinthians wraps you around. The God of Israel is no record of you. He has blotted out your transaction, transgression, it is adapted love. People may have a record that there is today. They are people, they are not God. I want you to just begin to appreciate God. Just walk around the room if you can. Begin to praise God. Begin to raise your hand and, and appreciate God for applying First Corinthians chapter 13 on you and applying uh, John chapter 13, verse 13, verse 13, verse 13. Just begin to walk around for one minute. Just do that and appreciate God and appreciate the grace. And if you do that with me, please, just now. Let us just rejoice. Let us celebrate His love. His adopted love for us. Please, Maritete, just begin to feel good. It is true. I'm, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm preaching the truth of his word. He loves you. He loves you, baby. He loves you, my brother. He loves you, my sister. No matter what the world they have said about you, yes, he still adapts you. He's adapting up his children. Just worship God in your own way, in your own language, in your own time. Praise him. Worship him. Appreciate his love. Just do that right now. Whatever happens. Just appreciate God. Because the fact that he loves you just as you are. Monetary karina Father, I thank you. I'm for good words of you. I'm just in another world. I'm gonna leave you as you celebrate. Come to enjoy the cakes. Celebrate even even as I thank God for Mary his birthday, the birthday of the church with my own birthday. I thank you. God, God has allowed you to celebrate my birthday at this time. Whatever you have done for me and my birthday, I want to thank God for you and may God will bless you. May God bless and good birth, whatever you have given, whatever you have been planning to eat for my birthday also, which God has made you. As you celebrate, remember God has got us. God loves you there. God loves you the first for in the way. God loves you the don't take you very well in the right way. No matter who you doesn't like, Agave is love. Agave is one. Agave is love. God's love for everyone. Agave is love. Agave is one. Agave is love. God's love for everyone. I love you. You will love me. I love any songs of a but for the argument people right here, that's love one another, sharing the love with you um, together. I want to do that right now. But for now, officially, I 
Even as the word of God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting. God does not want anyone to perish for the only information. But the people, people, even some Christian leaders, they want the other people to perish. But then the scripture says, For God so loved me that he gave his own because whosoever believed, it doesn't say whosoever is holy or righteous, but whosoever believed, do not perish, but have everlasting life. So the promise for everlasting life comes to anyone who acknowledges Yeshua HaMashiach as his Lord and Savior, the only begotten Son of God. I don't know if there's anyone in this room who has not done that. We cannot close the conference and do the blessing without you doing the right thing. Because what makes us Christians is not holiness or righteousness, but this thing that I'm talking about now. Acknowledging, accepting Yeshua HaMashiach, also known as Jesus the Christ. Acknowledging him, accepting him as your only, as the only begotten son of God, and as your only savior. Your only way. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. That's what the Bible says. So if there's anyone who has not done that before, who has not opened their mouth to invite the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach to come, please do that now. We pray together. If there's anyone who is hearing me, who has not done this, no matter where you are, it's not about it's not about church where you go. It's not about it's about just your relationship with Him. Just acknowledge Him as your Lord and Savior in your life. Then leave the rest to Him. It doesn't mean that from tomorrow you start walking around as a holy and righteous person, but you begin to work your salvation. The Bible says, "Work out your own salvation with the fear and trembling." We are all work in progress until He comes. Hear me preach the truth of the word of God. We are all working progress. No one is holy or righteous. No one is complete. No one is a completed article. Even the man of God for saying it. It's scriptural. No one is a completed article, item before God. Until we meet with him in the clouds, we are all damaged goods, needing him, his grace every day. The big man preaching, the small man preaching, the one who is not preaching, the one who is silent, the one who is praying, the one who is not praying. The key thing that makes us Christians is acknowledging Yeshua HaMashiach as Lord and Savior. Period. The rest is the attribute. As we work out, as we work our relationship with Him through the Word of God, attending church services, attending Bible studies, doing whatever else that the Word of God requires you to do. So I'm going to pray right now. If there's anyone in the service right now in the peace of our who is here, who has not done this, please, you cannot go home and call yourself a Christian unless you have acknowledged him as your Lord and Savior. That's what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10. You have to open your mouth and acknowledge him as Lord and Savior and believe in your heart that he saved you, that he died for you on the cross and shed his blood and water that your sins may be cleansed and washed away. If you believe that, then that's it. 
So if there's anyone like that who wants to say, I, I admit, I acknowledge, I believe, let's just raise your hand if you are there or wherever you are, if you are hearing me, no matter where you are, raise your hand to God and say this prayer with me. Oh dear Heavenly Father, I have heard your word. I understand the scriptures. I believe indeed that you sent your one and only begotten Son, the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach, also known as Jesus the Christ. I believe that he died on the cross of Calvary, that he shed his blood and water, that my sins may be cleansed and washed away. Right now and this day, I acknowledge the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach, also known as Jesus the Christ. I acknowledge him as my Lord and my Savior, and I invite him to come into my life right now, even as I respond to his own invitation. For I have come by response to the invitation, for he says to me, come unto me. I'm not qualified to invite him, he has invited me. He says, come unto me, all you that live by the heaven, and I'll give you rest. I have come, my Lord. I, 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 I invite you, I ask that you take control of the way I think, the way I speak, the way I act, and the way I behave. And through your spirit, come and fill me now with your spirit. And help me to live the life of the Christian. Help me from me, therefore, walk with me. Let me understand. Help me to read the scriptures. Holy Spirit, what Hakodesh, help me to understand. Help me by your grace as I become your child of all this day. Through your son, the only Savior I have, Yeshua Hamashiach. I acknowledge you as my Lord and my God. The only true God, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You are the only God that is worthy of my worship and my praise. Help me through the helper, the Holy Spirit, to worship you going forward. Help me through your grace and mercy to apply the agape love in your church. That as I am a recipient of the agape from you also, help me so I can also extend that agape to other people. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, I have prayed as I receive you, O oh Lord, as you take over in my life. Take me, O oh God, as your child. In the mighty name of the Lord, save my soul and save my spirit. I pray in the name of God, the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Hamashiach, I am praying. And say Amen and celebrate the angel. God bless you people of God. This is me, Apostle Shakobishi, signing off.